tonight gives us a great opportunity I, I feel to, to go and perform well and play how we play at home and, uh, and see if we can get a good result to take back and jump for Tierney this looks really promising for Celtic brilliant and Brussels for Lee Griffiths And this is Patrick Roberts. Roberts with a great strike and a great goal. Celtic have a two-goal lead in Belgium. Get in for Celtic. Yeah, the mistakes cropping up now and Scott Sinclair can cash in and does. He seals you are listening to the Grand Old Podcast, episode number 37 on the night that Celtic won an away game in the Champions League group stage. I am Hamish the Pro Carton. You are John the Cynic McGinley. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a cynic tonight. I'm fully, fully on board with the, the hype train. Um, there's no cynicism from me tonight at all. And continuing on with the charade sent in by a fan of the show, Martin Joyce, you are Paul, the hungover journalist. Fisher. I am indeed. Um, that's, it's a trait that goes with the, the, the profession. <laughs> Drinking, smoking and eating lots of unhealthy food. But um, what a win, what a win. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, um, we'll forgive any drunken ramblings tonight I've actually not been drinking but it may come across that way In fact, people may already on, yeah. have turned off uh, I am <laughs> absolutely delighted lads I am so, Can't so happy it is, uh, I was going into the game tonight I thought best case scenario we get a draw I honestly believe that I, I've, I've seen us play so many games away from home in Europe and it's not sunk in yet that we've won 3-0 away against the Belgian champions Yeah, you know, it's funny you say that because for, for me the best thing about tonight is the fact that it actually wasn't that surprising. I've actually been expecting Celtic to, to go to Belgium tonight and do exactly what we did, perhaps not by such a margin. And it was nothing to do with Anderlecht. I just felt the time was right for Brendan Rodgers' side to prove themselves at the level that we've all wanted them to for for the last 12 months, really. And it's actually, I'm feeling quite emotional about it because you, you think back and you contemplate from where we've come and what Brendan Rodgers has achieved and you think about where we want to go as a club, where we want to go, where we want Brendan Rodgers to bring us. I think tonight is is the turning point of that. Tonight, this is it. This is what we've been waiting for. This is the defining moment so far of Brendan Rodgers' management of the club. It's all I've ever wanted. So you're right, yeah. It's all I've ever wanted, but I'm still sitting here almost in disbelief about what's happening right now. I mean, it, it's, it's an incredible, incredible result, Paul. It could have been more, though. It could have been so more. We're obviously going to come on and chat about, about the game and, and the key points in the match, the three goals, all of that kind of stuff. But I just want to gauge the mood before we start, Paul, because it is an incredible result after so many away games in the past. Shakhtar, Donetsk, Benfica, Copenhagen last season away at Barcelona. All, all the time, Alberg. It always happens. When a team's there for the beating, like Anderlecht were tonight, it always happens, and for whatever reason, it doesn't work. And even after the first 20 minutes, half an hour tonight, you were thinking, God, is this going to be this, a case of the same old? But this team proved themselves tonight, didn't they, in the European context, Paul? 
Yeah, it was one of these things where John said we, we spoke about it the weekend and we thought we had a chance of doing this. Um, I don't think, I know I predicted 2 0 for the, tonight and I thought I was being optimistic. I thought if we get the game plan right and Andalite, if they're not at the races, like we, we thought they wouldn't be, but it's a big night there at home, they're always going to try and turn up and, and do the business. The first goal was crucial. After that, you thought this Celtic team, they don't often concede two goals in a match. Um, haven't conceded for three games. We were, we were always going to win after that first goal went in. We looked as if we are the, we are the big dogs are getting in this tie, <laughs> and we, we we did. And, and Anderlecht, I know they had a couple of chances, but looking back in the match, did they really threaten us? I don't mm-hmm. think they did. No. And I think we, we we that was that was a testament to the defence. I think the defence were the the key thing tonight. They were absolutely brilliant. Off we tend not to go. Two downbeat when we lose games and, and chuck in the towel and mm-hmm. go, no, that's right, that's it, I'm away for a bit, etc, etc. <laughs> but after we win games, we try not to do the same and go overboard and say that we're going to win the Champions League or anything like that. So we'll chat about it in a um, a calm manner. We'll try if that. We can. First of all, yeah, if we can. yeah, exactly. Well, it's always a difficult. We've never really done a podcast after a big match, right after, have we? No, I don't We've always think had so the first time. chance to kind of mm-hmm. to calm down. So. We'll read out the stats first. It's our first ever clean sheet away from home in the Champions League groups. There's no if, but so maybe there that is the stat. It, it, it's in- incredible. Um, it's also the first time we've won by three or more goals in a Champions League Euro- European Cup match away from home since 1977. Now that's in the proper tournament, of course. Mm-hmm. We've beaten a few teams away from home, smashed Linfield, etc. But it puts in context, John, in terms of the stats and stats as we know can be misleading but in this case they're not really puts into context the magnitude of the result tonight well it's ridiculous when you think it's our first ever cliche away from home in in the Champions League when you think about what Brendan Rodgers team is um, it's, it's not about the way we, we were talking about um, is it a problem that Brendan Rodgers doesn't set up more pragmatically in Europe? And and tonight shows you that it's not just about how you set up, it's about a whole attitude about your performance, it's about a, a maturity, it's about the way you move the ball about, it's about the way you approach the game and, and grow into a game. And It's not just about sitting with men behind the ball and defended rigidly. That's what's so pleasing about tonight. We didn't grind that out. We've gone there, we've knocked off the champions of Belgium. I know they aren't the same team as they were last season, but they took Manchester United to, old, to extra time in Old, Traf- uh, old Trafford in, in Europa League. We've just gone to their bit and just chanced them 3-0. They're the most accomplished European away performance I've ever seen from a Celtic side, I feel like. Well, we love an away win in Europe on the podcast and we also love the tweets that accompany it. So back by popular demand, we have the tweets from at Fritz a grand old from this evening. Now, oh, you God. were tweeting, John, and I'll let Paul come Isn't in on this tweeting? one. Yes, this was at... Um, <laughs> According to uh, according to my computer that's gone completely off the rails, this was at 10.33am that you had the team this morning, okay. so I'm assuming it was slightly later than yeah, that that you got the later, team, yeah. but you've, you've quoted the, the official Celtic <laughs> tweet and you said, I look at this team and I have confidence we can do something away from home in Europe, let's hope we reach our potential. Paul, looking at this team, did you have that same feeling going into a match? Because it's one thing doing it at Ibrox, and it sounds daft to say it, but it's one thing doing it at Ibrox and doing it in Europe. Yeah, I, th- I think looking at the team... I don't think any of us would have been disappointed with the the lineup. I think the back four, the the, the back two, the, the two in the centre, of the defence was crucial for me. I think the fact that they bedded in against Rangers and then they're going into this game a big challenge. They, if they got it right, then it was always going to be okay from there. The other, the only other, the question mark. I don't know if you if it's fair to call it that was in Cham, and he started shaky. 
but he came into the game, he grew into the game really well and he started to boss it about and I think apart from that I don't, I don't, I, every single player earned their, their place tonight and they all played their own role in what is a memorable win and I think Brendan Rodgers has got it right again his substitutions were, were spot on again and I, I don't think there's any tactical um, anomalies at all I think it's just it's just been perfect So rewind a bit then John your, your tweet just mm-hmm. as soon as the game has started passing is all over the place what is going yeah. on it was a nervous yeah. start it wasn't, yeah, I was actually, it was baffling the way, I, we just looked scared again, didn't we? We looked like we were frightened of the occasion again, similar to the PSG match. We didn't look like we were feeling confident within ourselves at all. Perhaps the only pleasing thing at that point was you're thinking, we can't really get any worse than this because we can play much better than that. I mean, this, mm-hmm. this isn't what we, we, are, we are capable of and we went on to prove that. But at that point, I was thinking, is this going to be the same all over again? Are we going to throw this chance away again? And and the way we grew into the game, especially in Cham, was was ridiculous, really. Mm. And Cham was nervous at the start of the game. It was clear to see he was the guy that was been picked on by Chris Sutton, even by Rob McLean in, in the commentary box. And it, it was very clear to see. I think he had two or three passes. There was one in particular where he had, I think, Tierney and Boyata both, and he ended up playing it between them and out of play. It was it was a really nervous start from him. The moment I would pick up on, um, and it's worth saying the Cham wasn't the only one as well, there was, there was a few players out there that yeah, were very nervous, but Boyata picks the ball up. I think it's Boyata and plays a lovely kind of ball in, in up the park towards Rogic, and it, it was the first real bit of precision and bit of quality that I saw. I think it was probably about 24, 25 minutes into the match, and that is the, the point that I would say was, was the turning point for the performance, because I just felt that everything seemed to kind of click into gear from then on. They had the guy, uh, Spahic, went off the park, and they, mm-hmm. they seemed to play with 10 men for an eternity. Yeah, uh, it was very strange. Yeah. yeah, and I almost feel like that was the time when the team started to, to get into the game and think, all right, we're playing against 10 men, but they started to just get a bit of confidence. They were moving the ball around, zipping it around rather than the first 10, 20 minutes when it was almost like they didn't know when the next pass was and uh, I certainly thought that that was a turning point but I mean talking about Encham he does very little Paul and then he just plays this lovely ball and it's just a reminder or a yeah it just tells us what, what he offers especially in Europe it's a really quality ball to Tierney yeah it's, it's a perfect weighted pass and it gives Tierney the opportunity to look up and Sutton highlighted a couple of times he looks up and he, f- he sees Griffiths where he is and he has to find that pass to get it in there but and it's all about in Cham's pass forward the weight on it is, is spot on it gives him plenty of time to run to it and, and then to, to take a touch and, and look in where he, where he is but t- you need to give credit to Tierney as well oh, he's running he's run is perfection he's so much he's right on the line but he, he, he just he just he takes it to the perfect spot to get his cross in. He doesn't take it too too wide. He doesn't take it in too narrow. And I think that the link up there was was absolutely brilliant. And it split their defence completely. And when Tierney got the ball, I stood up and I just knew that the goal was coming because Griffiths yeah. is always in and around that position. And Tierney's crossing and his passing is, is second to run. I thought he was fantastic from that moment on. I think he was quite good before that, but from that moment on, he, he grew and grew into that game. And I think he got the UEFA man of the match as well, which I would say was pretty fair. It's a very good point you make, because for me, I was the exact same. The minute that ball was played through from Encham, and it kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, Tierney was making the run, but the ball wasn't quite and in Cham's path the way you'd want for a through ball and he kind of has to adjust his right foot a bit and then he, he curls this ball round but the minute he plays that ball John you almost know we're 1-0 up Yeah um, Tierney 
has a cutting edge at this level, doesn't he? he mm. He's funny because sometimes I feel like he can be kind of bogged down in our domestic game sometimes. He doesn't really reach his true potential, and it's on nights like these that he, he does reach that potential for me. And you knew that he was going to lay on a plate for Griffiths, and Griffiths is going to stick it in the back of the net because that's what Lee Griffiths does. And it's, it's just wonderful, isn't it? It's wonderful to see a homegrown player shine on this stage, shine on this stage at this level against a good team and set us on our way to one of our most famous European victories of, of recent decades. Yeah, you summed it up quite nicely. You said, what a strange first half. We looked poor right up to the point we sliced them open with ease and minimum effort like it was no bother. The second half performance was, was just a, a work of art, wasn't it? It was unbelievable. What about Boyata, by the way? Like I, I've been critical of Boyata in the sense that I worried about him on a night like this. I worried about Dedrick Boyata on a night like this. And I, I'm not afraid to say that because the last time we saw him in Europe was against Mulder. Um, and he was just magnificent tonight. He passed the, the test that we, we, we saw of him. We we said, Boyata and Simunovic, they've still to be tested. They've been good domestically, but they've to be tested in Europe. And tonight they passed that test. They were excellent. In, in a more comfortable manner than I ever expected them to. And... and it's a partnership that you, you you look at domestically sometimes and you think it's good, but how how good is it really? We don't really get tested in, in the Scottish Premiership. And Anderlecht aren't an amazing European team, but they're a good team and they've got good players and we handled them all with just efficiency and, and just looked like we weren't going to ever lose a goal. We could have played for another six hours and not lost a goal against that team. It was, it was magic. You only had one more tweet for the rest of the match and it was yeah. simply Celtic rule, okay. And uh, Paul, that did just sum up the second half because we ruled that game. Yeah, it was. It, the second half performance is probably, I would go as far to say the best 45 minutes of the season so far by a, a good bit. The the way that we bossed the game and touching on Boyata, um, looking at UEFA stats, Boyata um, passing percentages was brilliant. He was on... Um, 94% Semyonovic 96% between them what was, what um, was Brown on? 95% <laughs> o- overall team 87% many passes like, did we have in the whole match? the whole match um, 535 passes um, how many did Anderlecht have? Uh, Anderlecht had 246 mm. there was a moment in the match in the first half when we were actually playing pretty poorly and the passing stats came up on the graphic on the TV, and it was something like yes. Celtic had made like two hundred and forty-five, and Anderlecht made se- yes, yeah, seventy or eighty or something like that. And I was thinking, buddy, even though we're playing poorly, we're this game is on our terms. We're dictating yeah. what's going to happen in this game. We play, and, and I listened to Brendan Rodgers um, in the pre-match interview. He said he wanted to play this match like a home game, and we sure did that because. Like I say, it was completely on our terms. We went there and just dominated them in their own backyard. It's just the confidence to do that is breathtaking. When you think of of our record away from home in Europe and the fact that we haven't kept a clean sheet in the group stages away from home before, the fact that we've conceded countless goals, the fact that we struggled to, to win and get results away from home in Europe, to go there and Brendan Rodgers to put the belief into that side that they're going to play in that manner and pass the ball and say to Anderlecht, you're not going to get the ball off us, is... It's unbelievable. I don't know if you've got the possession stats there, Paul, do you? Yeah, possession, possession was simply... It put, simply put it as a home game for Celtic. Um, Celtic had 62, 63% or something See, like that in the, the, for yeah. 90 minutes. That's incredible. I, I can't imagine we've ever had that 
I don't know, in a Champions League game, never mind an away game. And mm-hmm. uh, it's absolutely, it's incredible to me. And it just shows that what this team can do. And then Brendan Rodgers comes out after the match and says that we can be even braver in the ball. And we can <laughs> believe that we can keep the ball for even longer periods. And we can slow things down and believe we're, we're a really good team and we belong at this level. It's it's incredible stuff. And I do find, I've, I've never really properly... Understood the importance in keeping possession. I know that sounds silly, and I know you've always got the brilliant teams like Spain um, and and the German team and, and Barcelona, the great Barcelona team, and they talk about keeping the ball and why it's so important. And I think we're starting to see it from Brendan Rodgers' team at Celtic, like we did at Liverpool and Swansea, and the fact that you can control the game, as you say, John, even when you're not playing well and you're playing some loose passes and you're perhaps not having the territorial advantage if you're keeping the ball you're controlling the pace of the game and you're you're controlling the football match and I, I think I think that's incredible I would love I'd love to see I mean we'll come on and talk about Bayern Munich probably at some point in this show but I would love to see us and it will be more difficult but I'd love to see us show the same bravery and to keep the ball and just see what would happen over there because we never seem to do it against the top teams tonight was a a massive night I think in, in regards to that and the second half performance for me was was just just absolutely exceptional, and for me, there was almost at two 0 a slight feeling that it could have been even better. And obviously, the third goal really caps it off, and it's fantastic. But if it had finished two 0 I don't know. I'd have been delighted at the result, but I'd just have felt that the performance and the chances we created, we could have scored even more. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you talk about Bayern Munich, and the funny thing about this now is that we can go into these matches pressure free. I feel like because yes. We've we've gone into this group one in the third place in the group, and unless Anderlecht do something ridiculous against PSG, we're going into the last two games at least three points ahead of. of well, here's here's a black and white for you, John. Yeah. Okay. Anderlecht need seven points from the three games against Bayern and PSG to stop us being able to beat them and finish in third place. Yeah. They're not. They're not right. going to get seven points. They're going to get less than that. So no matter, even if they get six points we'll be able to beat them in the final game and finish ahead of them. So so that's the black and white. It's We're going to be going into the final game, worst case scenario, yeah. knowing that probably a draw, but worst case scenario, beating them at home just, yeah. will finish third. And we can yeah. beat that team at home. We've just beaten them 3-0 away. So that that is what tonight has done for us in terms of Just, just to explain, it's, it's not because of goal differences, it's a head-to-head record that the, yes. the tie-breaking points is on. Yeah. And the 3-0 as well, the third goal is really important because you never know if we have an absolute horror show. Anderlecht and their bestie aren't going to beat us 3-0 at Celtic Park. So no. it's just it's just a monumental result today. Who else do you want to pick out then, Paul? Um, I think Scott Brown, before he went off, I know we, we kind of touched on him there, but um, again, uh, an absolute talisman in the middle of the, the park. He calms everything down. And John Black's lyrical about him on, on Sunday's podcast and it was it was spot on. Like he, he is the captain of the team, and he's the guy that everybody should look up to, and everybody who is watching the game should look to what Scott Brown does. You seen? The, I think the the key pointer to it is when he went off a slight niggle, and Neil Beaton comes on. You see the difference? It's a stark difference straight away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really. And, is. Yeah. and, it, it, and it's, it's easy to see, and for a non-footballing person, you can you can spot that a mile off, and. Scott again, Scott Brown just absolutely phenomenal. He absolutely bossed the middle of the park. Even at the start of the game, when everybody was kind of nervy, and I think he he just looked calm. He looked collected. He looked as if he could find a pass that would split a defence, and he can find a pass that's going to calm everything down and, and take away any threat that Anderlecht might pose. And I thought again from from him moving from where he was, I don't know, 
18, 20 months ago to where he is now, it's just absolute night and day. And he's, he's continuing, and hopefully the injury's not too serious, but he's continuing to grow into this legend of a player that we, we've known, that we've had for a number of years, but he's getting towards his best football he's ever played for us. When did Lee Griffiths become a top European striker, John? I don't. I, I can't pinpoint the exact moment. I feel like he was reaching those levels, I feel like, when Brendan Rodgers did come into the club because he was so important. To, if you remember, he was so important in that qualifying campaign yeah. before Dembele really came onto the game. But I feel like Brendan Rodgers has improved him a lot. And just hold, up, hold up play hold has up improved play. massively. Yeah. There, is a, there is some occasions that you feel like, oh, you could probably do something a lot bit different there, but... He's, he's slowly, I think he's cut out most of the bad habits out of his game and I don't think you can ask for more of that more than that when his, when his main game is, is bread and butter is, as, a, as a goal scorer and you can score from the 6 yard box you can score from, from outside the box he's, he's, a, he's a fantastic player and we had doubts about playing him tonight um, and we were wrong we were wrong because I, I don't think I don't think Dembele gives you the same amount of hard work and graft that Lee Griffiths does, and I think I think that was vitally important tonight. And we have flair in the team, we have skill in the team. Lee Griffiths has plenty of that, but what he brings most, I feel like, is is that desire and that running ability. He never stopped for ninety minutes. He must be knackered, yeah. um, and it's just he just ran himself into the ground. Like I don't think he'll start at the weekend because I don't think you can play with that amount of commitment and effort and on on a Wednesday night and then play like that again on on a Saturday. He'll be gutted um, though, won't he? Yeah, what, to be out with the team? Against yeah, Hibs? I, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I suppose, yeah. Um, but he, he just, I thought he was fantastic tonight again. I, his finish aside, he was obviously in the right place at the right time. He made the run for, for Tierney to, to put the ball into his, on his toe. But outside of that, I mean, that's all you can want from, I think, from a striker away from home in Europe is, is what he showed tonight. I almost find it difficult trying to analyse this game because I've I've got all of the the previous thoughts of Celtic away from home in Europe and as I said in, in the kind of the intro I'm still stunned that we've won a match three 0 away from home in Europe but I also I look at this team I look at the players we've got and I know I've been watching them for the last mm. fourteen fifteen months whatever it is and I'm I'm not surprised they've gone and scored three goals tonight because we've just got pace quality all over that attacking front line the attacking front line isn't the worry the defence has been the worry and when the defence mm-hmm. is, is playing like they did tonight it's no surprise to me that, that Scott Sinclair and Paddy Roberts are, are attacking and scoring goals like yeah. they did tonight I mean it's not even about the individuals though anymore is it it's about Celtic defending as a unit attacking as a unit getting players into the right areas at the right time and Brendan Rodgers noted after <laughs> after the the match that for the third goal we've got five players We've got five players in, in, in their yeah. box in, in the 90th minute. And just that desire and that uh, willingness to support your teammates and, and be there for them at the right times is something I don't think we've had for a long, long time. For a long, long, long time that I can remember. Um, it's always been about performances and you've got someone who has moments of brilliance or something, does something special. or but And it's not even in a defensive sense. Like I say, like the, the times that we've reached the last 16 before... You know, under Neil Lennon and Gordon Strachan, it was brilliant. But there was, mm. it was all about grinding it. It was all about grinding, stopping yeah. the opposition playing. And and we didn't, we didn't stop Anderlecht playing tonight. We just imposed ourselves on the game, and that's that's what brings it to a different level. 
I often think when you're playing in Europe that you're almost kind of you're wanting the rest of Europe to look at your score and go wow and I think a lot of people are in Europe will be doing that and then when they see the highlights and they see that we've missed that Roberts chance should have been in the back of the net McGregor has a good opportunity as well beat on shot it could have been five or six tonight and they didn't create a hell of a lot so I just thought it was a, a really 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 good display and an incredible result we'll turn to listeners thoughts and questions then because they're always good to get the the, dis- the discussion going sorry you were asking or we were asking uh, outside of the sheer joy what did you think of tonight's performance and what it means at Jedi Boy said it's an arrival at this level we know we can't compete with PSG and etc so it means Bayern Munich as well but we play the European style and defensively solid. Delighted at Celtic Boy, 73. A huge shot in the arm for the club. Puts a marker down in the group and turned up away from home in a winnable game. That's not always been the case in the past. Stanley hasn't, no. Yeah, Duco James validates that arc of improvement since Brendan Rodgers has arrived. Uh, and it means that it's remained intact. Bit nervy again in the first 20 minutes. Way too many sloppy turnovers in midfield. Do you think the team will be better for that, Paul? That first kind of 20 minutes? Yeah, but I, th- I think so. I thought honestly thought we would have learned from PSG, and we wouldn't have came out so sloppy at the first for the first fifteen twenty minutes. But once they settled into the game, and I think they might have realised that this Andalite team aren't as good as anywhere near the level of PSG, but they aren't as good as as they could have been. We we knew that we, we were the better side going into the game. Probably we were in a much better form, and the fact that they been how they have been struggling big time, and once we, we settled in after that it's, it's a learning curve but knowing that we can dominate a game regardless if you're playing at home or away the, the, the players will take that on board and think and watch that match back and they'll say we, we were absolutely in control of a European game and a Champions League group stage it doesn't happen very often for Celtic obviously the first time we've ever got a clean sheet so it's going to be a huge a huge stepping stone for us I think to, to move forward and, and go right well we can compete with these guys and we, we can win games PJM67, the team are maturing, defend and attack as a group. Picking up on your point, John, five in the box when Sinclair scored. Wow, confidence and fitness in every part of the team. Lee Stewart, it means a newfound confidence that we can compete and also there's a massive gap between the PSGs and the rest after the win too. That's a good point, isn't it? Because yeah. you think of the Champions League being the Champions League and it's obviously going to be really difficult but the gap between PSG and Anderlecht is stark. Yeah, I mean PSG are a magic team this season, aren't they? They're on a different level. Mm. Um, we've discussed before they're, they're one of the top three teams in the world, and they, they took care of Bayern Munich quite comfortably, which is pretty shocking. I have to say, I'm not sure I expected them to. to Made take you feel care. a bit better about the five. Bit, I mean, a wee bit. The, the problems I had with the with the five 0 went to do with PSG. It was everything that it was the way we conducted ourselves. Um, we conducted ourselves in the PSG match like we did in the first 20 minutes tonight and that was what was the disappointment there was but it's interesting that um, I don't know you maybe want to go to the next question and maybe bring my yeah. thoughts to the fore on this a bit more there's a bit of a um, Neil Rafferty in the room isn't there because he's asking <laughs> if there's a, a very slim but uh, worrying I don't know why it's worrying chance it is that, worrying. It is that worrying. we could still finish second in this group because everyone's wanted us to drop into the Europa League so I think he's a, a little tongue in cheek bit on there but it's funny because you think about the group now and there is a gap between PSG and the rest and we're going into these two matches against Bayern Munich with absolutely no pressure and anything can happen when you play with no pressure and this team have nothing to fear now they're going out I mean it is incredibly difficult because it's Bayern Munich I'm not saying we're going to take six points off them 
But we could take a point off them over the two matches. If we take a point off them over the two matches, we're pretty much guaranteed third. So, yeah. It's ridiculous. I don't think we can finish the second. I don't think so. It's very, I mean, there is a very slim chance. There is a very slim chance. It depends what we do against Bayern. But I can't see it happening. I can't see us taking care of Bayern, even at Celtic Park. What chance are you giving us then, Paul, of A, finishing third, and B, finishing second? Well, I think we've already finished third. Um, <laughs> I agree I, with I you. Said, I agree with the, the, after watching that game tonight and seeing Anderlecht, seeing the performances already this season, the results that they've had, the fact that they're going to need a doubleheader against PSG, there's not a hope in oh, hell that they're going yeah. to win. And then they'll be down in the dumps, they'll, where they'll be sitting in the league come the, the Bayern Munich game, and then they'll know they've gone into that, they have to win. And if we manage to get a point in between that, then they know they've absolutely no chance. So um, third is guaranteed. As John said, nothing to lose against Bayern Munich going there. Um, go out and, and take the game to them. They've just been humbled against PSG. We know PSG are a great side, but yeah. Bayern Munich are a good team, but they've been well beaten. So is there a chance a second? Uh, absolutely. At this stage, we, we are so much, such a better position than we were at this stage last season. Um, I know we we managed to get a great result against Man City in the in the second game, but we we've got three points in the board that's already better than last season. So who's to say we can't do can't go even further? I mean, I know the the fixtures have worked out quite well. I think with the final yeah, game yeah. at home to Anderlecht, one thing I would have liked would have been Bayern up at home next. I mean, I can yeah. imagine Celtic yeah. Park after that win tonight, and yeah. and they're struggling a bit at the moment. I don't know if the manager. Ancelotti's going to last much longer I don't know because they're struggling in the league and they've now had this humiliation tonight and it is humiliation losing 3-0 for a team like Bayern Munich Yeah, that was Martin. the big match tonight that was the big match that everyone in Europe had their eyes on yeah. so that's that's the big headline coming out tonight's match Bayern were, were humbled by PSG Yeah, so I don't know, I, I give us very little chance of second place no. I, I don't think we're going to finish second at all but yeah, I would not write us off of getting a point possibly against Bayern Munich over the two games. I would just love to see us going to, going to Munich thinking, look, we've just won 3-0 away from home. We belong at this level. And strut our stuff, pass the ball like we did tonight, create chances, maybe even nick a goal, defend well. I would just love to see that. But if I'm honest, um, I think it'll be third place. I think it'll be a comfortable third. I think... I think Anderlecht might finish with a wooden spoon and no points. I, c- I can't really see where they're going to pick up a point. If I'm, if I'm totally honest, I mean, can you see them? They're not going to get a point off PSG. They're no, probably just, not going to get Bayern It just seems unlikely, though, doesn't it? It seems unlikely they would finish with no points. It seems... I know I know what you're saying. Logically, I can't really see either, but you don't expect a team to come away with zero points, especially when you're half-decent like Anderlecht. It would, be, it would be remarkable if that happened. Three of Europe's best team in their group. <laughs> No, that's true. That's true. Right, we'll, we'll turn attention to the Europa League then. Uh, seeing as, as Paul Fisher has said, we are already there. Chris Henderson believes we are as well. He says uh, it shows with the right draw that we can really do something in the Europa League. And um, Bernadette saying Boyata was outstanding. Finances at club are healthy. Should be strengthening January to progress well in the Europa League. Kieran Poland is is pretty much the same after such an away performance. How far could Celtic go in the Europa mm. League? Are we going to discuss this? Yeah, yeah, we've got to. We've got to. Anderlecht, Anderlecht got to the quarterfinals last yeah. year. Anderlecht got to the quarterfinals last year. They were, they've, they've, they did well in, in the year before that too. They got out of the grips. They're, they're a Europa League standard team, and we've just yeah. gone and demolished them in the backyard. I know they lost their best player at the end of last season, and they're struggling this season. They've just sacked their manager, etc. A little bit of me doesn't want to get too carried away. I'm not saying we can go on and, and win the Europa League, it's a guarantee or anything, but 
I think getting into that after after Christmas, as I've said many times before, it's all about the draw you get in the Europa League, especially in those early matches, because you can get a real stinker in the round of 32. You can get a really big club, or you can get, even in the, in the, in the last 16, you can still get big clubs. It's not a guaranteed you're going to get someone. But you also have the opportunity to play a team who perhaps is in, you would play in a very winnable tie. And yeah. then as soon as you get into the... If you get a couple of decent draws or one one decent draw and one harder draw, you get into the quarterfinals, anything can happen in, in quarterfinals. And Anderlecht, as we saw, took Manchester United, the venture winners, to extra time at Old Trafford last season. And Ajax, this last season, got to the final. They were taken care of by Rosenberg this season. I know they had big changes mm-hmm. in their team too. But it just shows you that teams around about our level, Ajax and Anderlecht, can do very well in the competition. And we can do very well in the competition. And we've got to have that belief. There's no point in being there's no point in being downbeat about it because that's where I want this club to go. I want this club to be a club who can compete in the latter stages of the Europa League. And I think we have the potential to do that. And I think that we can do that. It doesn't matter if we we strengthen in January or not. I, f- I feel like Brendan Rodgers has transcended what transfers mean to a team like Celtic now because of his work with players that are there and work that with players coming through the academy. I don't really care how much we spend anymore. It's about finding the players who well well suited to the team. And I, I would do think we still need another defender because I'm, I'm not worried about their performances, but just in, in their injury record doesn't, it doesn't fill me with a lot of confidence. So we do need another defender in January. But apart from that, what else are we going to improve on right now? Mm. It's a very good point. Uh, I'm going to kind of hold back all judgment on, on how we'd get on in the Europa League until we possibly uh, get into the Europa League. But I'm very excited <laughs> if it is to be the Europa League, and I think it's Europa League minimum. I, I have I have no doubts about this team from now on. Tonight for me was the night. This was a big one tonight, and uh, I, th- I think as I say, Europa League worst case scenario. I think it'll be Europa League best case scenario as well. I think it'll be. Um, Europa League last 32 we went to and it just it does fill me with uh, a lot of optimism and I know that um, as I say Paul if it is to be the Europa League as you think it certainly will be the, the players and the fans will be up for it and it'll be new teams and it's quite um, it's quite an interesting tournament that one after the new year Yeah no, I'm just looking at the teams that are in the Europa League just now and I know it's hard to hard to read into the group stages for, for the Europa League because it is so open and um, a lot of the bigger teams from the bigger countries change their sides about and stuff like that and, and treat it with a bit of disrespect which I find is unfair at times because it's still a European competition and it holds um, a lot of prestige I would say out of the teams that are there just now there's maybe four or five that I would think we would they would give us a, a game over two legs of the rest I think well we could take care of them they don't they don't fill me with fear um, the, only, the only two that jump out three maybe is AC Milan, Arsenal and Zenit maybe with the teams that you would, you would think are, they would really take take us all the way, but apart from that, there's teams mm. that you would think if we drew them in the qualifiers for the Champions League, you'd be confident in taking them over two legs. So what's the difference in the Europa League? I know there's teams that have still got to drop down, obviously, from the Champions League, and they're in a different level again. But we're one of them, aren't we? Exactly. That's the, the my next point was we we are the big dogs coming down if we do come <laughs> down from third. Um, Loving well, Paul's repeated threes of the big dogs. It's giving me. Uh, more of them. It's it's great to, it's great to be a big dog though that's the thing we're used to in in Scottish football but actually moving on and, and doing it in Europe again it, it's fantastic um, if it's Europa League it has to be then then so be it and I hope that we we can we can go far because I think the predictions at the start of the season I can't remember I think I said last eight if we get a good draw so 
Um, after tonight, I'm I'm confident of that. To be honest, and it's, <laughs> I know it's, it's it's obviously the the aftermath of a three 0 win away from from home in Champions League. But um, who would better get into this round than Rogers' side to to do the unthinkable? Well, the thing worth pointing out that a point over the two games against Bayern Munich could actually become very important. Um, and also the fact we play PSG all right in Paris, but at a time when they more than likely will have qualified with 12 points if they beat Anderlecht twice. The reason it is important is that the top four finishing Champions League third place teams and points are seeded for the last 32. Okay. So stuff like that is very interesting if you want the best possible run. But we'll leave Europa League chat for there for now because we are a Champions League team tonight, John. <laughs> we are. We are a Champions League team. And you just, you never know. Like if we take a point off Bayern... You know, you never know. You never know what can happen in the last two games. PSG are, are looking good, and I don't know. I've just got maybe this is going to be a special one, and instead of a campaign where we or want to see progress, progress, maybe it's going to be beyond that. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Brendan Rodgers has worked miracles at Celtic, um, absolute miracles, and and tonight was tonight was a demonstration of that and for the hard work that he's been putting in over the last twelve months panning his head in to turn Celtic into a team that we can all be proud of and we've seen it domestically we've seen it domestically but in the back of my head I've always been like well let's see it in Europe now because I was very disappointed with the, the group I was very disappointed with the group stage campaign last season and this season I wanted to see significant progress and tonight I saw that in the team I saw that in the team not just in the result but in the performance the way we conducted ourselves the way we grew into a game and overcame a rough 20 minutes to stand up for ourselves and believe that we could do something. And, and that's what's the most pleasing bit for me. And the most pleasing bit for me, as I said at the start, is that I'm absolutely not surprised. I thought we would be underlift and we've gone there and we've done it. And that's just, what a feeling. We were fantasising a minute ago about the possibility of a run deep into the UEFA Europa League. Well, Kieran Poland has been reminiscing or beginning of his of reminiscing reminiscing is that a word of his UEFA Cup <laughs> reminiscing run. yeah yeah 2002-03 it was when we got to the final in Seville of course would you believe it that it is 15 years ago and mm. uh, and Kieran has been looking back on it and he's uh, I don't know if you read his first article Paul but it was focusing on the, the Champions League qualifier against Baal and also the game against FK Sadova and um, they're very good reads and it's incredible to, to think that it's a decade and a half ago now yeah, as I had a read through it, and I thought it just it fills you with, with a sense of joy, a sense of disappointment, and mm. I, I know it's going to be go right through the the whole ups and downs of that full run, and it was it was something absolutely really really special. Um, obviously, kicked off with the the Basel who had a fantastic win tonight, um, and the the way that they they humbled us, and we we, we thought a uh, disappointment not getting to the Champions League. And then it started off this UEFA Cup run that um, will we'll live um, till every Celtic fan who witnessed it until their dying day. Um, and it's quite it's quite interesting. I, I was going to bring up the point. I thought tonight's result was probably the best away result we've had since that run, probably since the Liverpool game. Um, Certainly the way we played, I would say. Yeah. I, the, the, going into that, I remember. I know it's not got to that stage yet in the article. Um, the the series of articles we're getting to obviously to the latter stages of it, but. Um, a lot of performances we had on that run um, will live long in the memory for me. They're a brilliant uh, season. I know overall it wasn't a, a great season, but um, the the way in which we handled ourselves away from home in Europe 
was different from the Champions League, but um, it fills me with hope that that we can get to that kind of level again. Um, and it, it start it, it brought a, a smile to my face when I was reading about it. Um, the the teams that we had, the players that that we had, and the parallels that we have just now um, with the the manager coming in and the the treble and, and all that kind of stuff. So it, it's really really good to see that that we're back to where that kind of level that we were fifteen years ago. Wouldn't it be good if we could do some sort of little podcast looking back at the whole road to Seville mm. at some point this season? That'd be good, yeah. Maybe try and figure yeah. it out. Maybe try and get Keen Poland on himself um, onto the podcast somehow to do that. Mm. I've not yeah, asked them, so no promises. <laughs> yeah, so if you're listening, Kieran, you're coming on later <laughs> on in the season, mate. Yeah. Right, we'll be back on Monday, the 2nd of October. But before then, we've got a game against Hibs, guys. Quickly, yes. what are we expecting, John? Um... I'm it's expect- a sellout, I think, isn't it? Yeah, it's a sellout, which was a little bit surprising, but at the same time, fantastic. I mean, that'll be a great occasion. Neil Lennon's return to Celtic Park. Hibs, Hibs are a decent team. Hibs can, mm. can knock the ball about. I think they'll come to Celtic Park and try to play a bit of football, which I think will be brave of Neil Lennon, but also I think that that'll suit us from a t- tactical point of view. I think we'll be able to, to dominate them, and I'm expecting a pretty comfortable victory with... Uh, a change team. I think Armstrong will come back into the team. I think we'll see Dembele start after Lee Griffiths' exploits tonight. Just because I think Lee Griffiths, as I said, um, the energy levels after tonight must be pretty low because he he, he did such a, an amazing shift. And we'll see. I, I'm looking forward. I hope Boyata and Szymanovic start together again because I think that partnership, the longer it goes on and the more games they get together, the more solid it'll be when it comes around to matches against in, in Europe against um, better teams. So I'm expecting a good result, a good performance and an exciting game against mm. a decent team. Lots of nice storylines there as well, Paul, um, Anthony Stokes, Gary Parker, Neil Lennon and of course Effie Ambrose. Oh, of course. Um, be great to see the big man back. That, that's why it's sold out. Ah, so everybody just wanted to see Effie, one of the best defenders of a generation, you know, coming back. Uh, now it'll be, it'll be a good occasion because um, Saturday three o'clock, they're the rare, the few and far between as we know with European runs and stuff like that. So to get a, a team like Hibs Saturday three o'clock, as you say, sold out. Be a brilliant atmosphere. Letting coming back, um, we'll give Hibs the respect they deserve. I think they're a decent enough side. Um, they, they should be comfortable enough for top six finishing this year, but. Um, this isn't the time. This weekend isn't the time for any of the the unbeaten run to to falter or anything like that. It should be pretty comfortable. I think as John said, Dembele should start. The defence should be kind of unchanged. Maybe give um, one of the younger guys a run out and um, hopefully see a few goals. But I was expect Celtic to to come out on top. Fantastic! Great uh, predictions for Saturday then, guys. Um, I'll say three 0 Celtic. Four one Celtic. Would you guys be raging or respect the patter if Effie Ambrose scored a hat-trick on Saturday and did a quadruple backflip for each goal? I mean, if that's the way we're going to end on beating Rudd, then I couldn't think of a better way. Fantastic. As long as we won 4-3, I'd be happy. The condition is that we lose 3-0, Paul. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't think I could be unhappy seeing Effie happy, so 
<laughs> need to respect the power on that one. <laughs> right, we'll be back on Monday night analysing Effie's fantastic backflips then. Um, possibly next week as well as, of course, an international week. We'll hopefully be back the following week, maybe with some sort of special podcast as well. I'm making all these massive yeah, um, Jesus, calls, put, putting pressure on you, John, <laughs> and putting pressure on Paul as well. Um, so we'll leave you with, for now, what actually happened tonight. And it was uh, Celtic's second win in the UEFA Champions League away from home. And it was our first ever clean sheet away from home in the UEFA Champions League. It finished Anderlecht nil, Celtic 3. We'll see you soon. Hail, hail. People try to put us to death. Talking about my generation. Just because we get around. Talking about my generation. Things they do look awful. Talking about my generation. I hope I die before I get old. Talking Dig what we all say. I'm trying to cause a big s- s- sensation. I'm just talking about my. Talking about my.